When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Out there, all of our nieces, nephews, and non-binary familials. I'm your auntie Ruth, and I'm your auntie Gina, and, and we're, we're your, your weird, weird aunts. The show, where you know what? I forgot the script, but what essentially we do is we watch popular movies and talk about how they relate to past trends and fads because yes. we're old ladies. Oh, middle-aged, uncool ladies. Ah, uh, but, um, girl. Yeah. We have been summoned. Yes. We have been summoned. The weird ants. <laughs> there was a, the weird film of the year, and we yes. couldn't, oh, we couldn't keep our little weird hands off of it. What did we watch? We watched Saltbird. Ooh. Ugh. Ooh. We had to put yeah. our um, our pain, our flares, our disabilities on hold to yes. talk about this movie. Amen. This movie oh. spoke to me on so many levels because it was set in 2006, which for me personally was like such a growth period for mm. me as a as a woman, as a as a human. Right, and at the time, what. What were we in the midst of? Like, what was the style trend? Like, grossy, grodio, shitbag. I'm trying to think. <laughs> like I don't sleaze. even remember the label. Like, some indie sleaze shit? Is that what Indie you sleaze! That's yeah. right. That's right. My indie favorite. Sleaze. My favorite. Yes. favorite. Yes, indie sleaze. I literally couldn't think of the term. I wasn't even trying to be Well, uh, I critical. live in it still. <laughs> I know, I know. I was like, I I don't remember just signing up for it, and I don't remember quitting it. I've been, I know, been in sleeves. In sleeves. I lo- <laughs> I love it now because I am and have always been what's considered the alternative, uh, <laughs> which is to be both strange and to live in a red state. Amen. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, indie sleeves. Oh God! And it was just full. Oh, it was full on sleazy, like an eyebrow ring. You had glitter. You had um, stringy long hair. Yeah, you had the big stupid fake glasses. Slight well, I still have them. <laughs> We're both. We both have big stupid glasses still. <laughs> we do. We do. <laughs> But, but they're for prescriptions them. now. We have <laughs> yeah. Now now we have progressive lenses. In I them. can't. I can't see without them. <laughs> oh my god! And this is like when Kanye. Oh my god! Like he was fucking killing it with his like. You know, I mean, this is before. This is when he was still dropping out of college. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, god, it was what a beautiful time. It was a beautiful what time. A beautiful time. It was. And, and it, you know, and people were keeping it weird. They were keeping it hella yeah. weird. Yeah. So, um, Saltburn, what a joy. 
Yeah. Uh, and it is like, it's very much like of its time, right? You know, it's like yeah. a, but at the same time, it's a very eternal mm-hmm. subject matter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I don't know, how do you want to start talking about it? Because, well, let me get, yeah. for those that haven't seen it, which I don't know who you are. Um, Wait, it's not a you, crime. It's your fault. It's your fault. But, I mean, yeah. Um, so the description on IMDb states, a student at Oxford finds himself drawn into the world of a charming and aristocratic classmate who invites him to his eccentric family's sprawling estate for a summer never to be forgotten. I will remember you. Yeah. Um. Okay, so the story starts with Oliver Quick, who's, um, played by Barry Keoghan. I'm not going to correct you. I, I'm I don't, sure that's I, don't have, right. I don't have a better understanding of that name. Okay, thank you. <laughs> Yikes. Ugh. Oh, babe. Okay, but we know him from other it. hits. <laughs> because we covered um um he was, was in that? oh uh The Killing of a Sacred Deer. Yes. Um I mean he always plays like an insane person like it's all he knows that's what i mean and the other thing that he that i he's so good in is a moral observer like it it, i mean sure i i've heard a lot of people call him a sociopath and i mean in in this movie and i'm not saying they're wrong i'm not saying they're wrong but and he's played this person before but i like to me in this movie and in a lot of other movies, it's very much like the scorpion and the frog. Oh yeah, where it's like I, you knew who I was before you gave me that ride across the river. Yeah, you know, you knew what I was like, and there have been, I, believe me, there have been so many similar situations in my life where I was like taken advantage of by a straight up scorpion. And I was like, no, you're right. It is my fault. Are you talking about it me? Is my- oh. I didn't say Scorpio. Oh, okay. But but I have given you a ride across the river before. <laughs> I know. And I felt that tail. Yeah. And I was like, oh, well, now we're both going to drown. And you're like, well, I love drowning. Fuck you. <laughs> no, I'm just it's fine. Uh, <laughs> no. I, th- that's the thing. To me, and... But... It, the the way the reason that he's he was also in Chernobyl, and the reason he's the perfect oh. person to play this part is because he is he has a very inscrutable face. Had. And <laughs> his face just had a change to it. It's odd. Well, it's kind of like when they come back for the All Star season. Yes, on RuPaul's Drag uh-huh. Race, and they're all filled and plumped. But he still has, uh, like, that eyelid, right? Because it kind of... Yeah. The jaw, yeah, though. The, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> the new jaw. I, I liked I liked the, the weak jaw, and I liked the before. But, I mean, if he's feeling himself with this new jaw, and... Oh, my gosh. That's good for him. That's good Look, for him. Look, reading him to folk. Look, and... What? Yeah, he did... Well, and not only that, but, like, he did leave, like, his original girlfriend for an upgrade for the minute. Oh, girl. I, so, yeah, I know. I'm 
I, I think he's like, like right I, after he oh had she had his baby. Oh God, we are just like taught. We are just we're talking out of school. We are. But I'm sorry. But no, we I can mean, go I'm on about saying, Jacob Alordi too about his nonsense. But look, look, I mean, he told us he was a scorpion. I just again, <laughs> like when somebody tells you what they are, believe them. It's like I, my favorite phrase on um, the on TikTok now is when they say, let that man cheat in peace. Like, if you're not going to leave him, let that man cheat in peace. Mm. And uh, that's how I feel about anything in life. Mm. Where before, you knew what he was before you tried to take him across the river. Mm-hmm. But here, but the, the thing about this movie is it is a classic gothic setup. Oh like, yeah. Uh, as far as like a got like what I I mean the the literature uh, a, a gothic tale, where you have this salt burn, which is the manor, right? Mm-hmm. And it gives very much, um, like the same relationship that the hotel gives, in um, in oh shit, the shining, Sorry. the shining, yeah. Um, where it, it, the, the manor itself feels like it's determining the fate. Yes. Right. And the butler character is, again, a very much like The Shining. Yes. Where he sees, as soon as Barry comes in there, he, the game recognizes game. Yep. He sees it straight away. And he knows because this family always brings a project, right? Like a little, you know, a little poor yeah. fun pet. That's what um, that's what um, Felix's cousin says, Farley. Yeah. Uh, let's introduce the characters. Not that like anybody doesn't right. know. Sorry. Right. Okay. So means. okay. So Jacob Alordi plays Felix, and then um. There's Farley that is his cousin, and then Felix's sister is um, is it Valencia? Oh, Valencia. Venetia. Or, Venetia. Or, Venetia. Valenciaga. Sorry, no. <laughs> it might as well. Might as well. Um, sorry, I almost said India, and that's a whole other. Right. Uh, and there's Annabelle. Annabelle is Felix's kind of girlfriend, I guess. Um, and then so the butler is Duncan. Ugh. Duncan. Yeah. He's um, really, yeah. But also, also, fucking Richard E. Grant in anything. I love I just, him so much. I love him Perfect. so much. Perfect for this role. Absolutely. And Rosamund Pike as Felix's mom is just... Queen. Yes. Queen. Yes. I think the first thing I ever saw her in was that... Um, that newer Pride and Prejudice. Well, yeah, newer? me too. Fuck, that movie's like 20 me years too. old. Me too. But yeah, that was the first thing I ever saw her in. And she's so beautiful. And she's, I love, she looks like uh, the same. Well, and that's the thing, because I love people like her, where she really could have played like an angel and sweet girlfriend wife roles for the rest of her life mm-hmm. but she she chose she chooses to play little demons and i love yeah, her for that i love too. her for that and um that like cold and withholding yeah and but i love i 
and I love her in this movie because it again, it's that it's like a casual cruelty that can be applied that I've I've met this woman a million times. It's a very mm-hmm. let them eat cake, like so unbothered. Mm hmm. You know, and um, that's a good way to put it, because I was trying to like put my finger on how to describe her, her personality or her character. But because she's so um, like she almost doesn't care. She's aloof to things. But then I don't know, like she almost seems like she might care. It's hard to put my finger on it, but that's a really good way to describe Well, her. and that's the thing, because I the what the lovely thing about this movie is, is it really exposes because through the lo- through the gaze of Oliver, we are looking for redeem. We are looking for redeemable qualities. We want yeah. to find them, mm-hmm. and I don't think I don't think any of this was inevitable. I think had anybody shown a redemptive quality, that it, it didn't have to go off the rails. Yeah, like you know it. It really is kind of like he, they they took in they didn't realize they took in a wolf, but that wolf never had to turn vicious. That do you know what I mean? Like yeah, they they, they well they, it shocked it, me. It shocked me. Yeah, you know. I mean, I was wondering how this was going to play out because of how people treated him and how he made himself come off and who he portrayed himself as. I was fooled. And the thing of it is, is that that it, the character, because I don't know if you've ever seen like Brideshead Revisited. Like, yes, this of is, course. Again, this is very much of like an old trope where, you know, is it the person that so desperately wants to be a part of the a better life, a bounder, right? Like they call mm-hmm. them bounders, but like people that are trying to enter a different class. And the thing is that they don't even know the class signifiers they don't know. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you may know about sailing, but is it salt water or fresh water? Because that's a class indicator. You may know about There's just all kinds of things that that can mark you out, even as old money versus new money or whatever it is. And so he's trying to navigate this because it, it to me, I always kept thinking about Silence of the Lamb, where they were t- he was talking about Buffalo Bill and he was like, he covets. He covets. Mm. And I was like, that is Oliver. There's yeah. always a snake in the grass. There's always somebody who wants it more than you do. Yes. Showgirls. And, yeah, exa- exactly. Somebody willing to push you down a staircase. Yes. And they... And the... What I think, like, the eternal theme here, and I love like emerald fennel for setting it up this way is because it, it there's a labyrinth again the shining same Hello. thing where and you and i knew he was a problem when they caught him looking at the labyrinth right like mm. with with the with uh the butler is like what are you doing in here <sighs> you know he's like why it's weird that you're just taking a look at the labyrinth why don't you and he just knew, like he he just knew, yeah. and uh, he's the only one, by the way, who picks this up. Yeah, the only one, Farley, who it also has like 
as the cousin, he he relies on them, like, for kindness. But he, at the same time, it's embarrassing for him. Well, because yeah. he also relies on them financially. Right. And his mother, Pamela, who is obviously the best, to me, my, the most fabulous character. Yeah. Obviously. Um, has the best style. And if we she- were a character, I would obviously... And she is credited as um, poor dear Pamela. That's her name. Poor dear Pamela. So my With the best style, by the way. The best style, the best hair, the best everything. So my assumption is that she is, right, like, his sister, like, Grant, uh, Richard E. Grant's sister, right? Like, their brother and sister. Yeah. And she I was cut off so. because she was, like, an addict and... Yes. Yeah. So even, even more so than Rosamund Pike, she, she should... I think that's what, Blake is upsetting for Farley as well. Even more than Rosamund Pike, like, she has, she thought growing up that, you know, this was a, a, a given, that she would be fine, that there was... She was set. Right. Mm-hmm. And the the rules aren't the same for women, darling. Like Still. Yeah. Yep. And so, um, so much so that even... Even though that she was, she was trying to come, essentially come to her family home to hide mm-hmm. out from a dangerous character who ended up killing her, we assume. I mean. Like, they, they were just tired. They were bored of her. So they sent her back out. And that, to me, that was, that was gave Oliver the permission to, like, really become diabolical. Mm-hmm. Because they're like, if they would eat their own, if they cared so little about her, then there is no alignment with these people that will, I can work to my advantage because they will toss me out. Yep. Just as quickly. Um, but yeah. But again, Farley even says that because he even said... That you're just another one of Felix's, um, I don't know how he put it, like his projects or whatever, because he felt sorry for him. Right. And it, you know, it's like it reminds me of that song, um, that R.E.M. song, like another prop to occupy my time, you know? Yes. Yes. It, the thing about, uh, so Felix, what marks a real turn in the movie is that he finds out that Oliver does not come from as rough as a background as he is betrayed, portrayed, rather. Yeah, betrayed. Betrayed both ways. And (laughs) he's going to essentially tell everybody that he lied. But then what's wild to me is that uh, again, like as a woman, we know that if you're like if you're dating somebody and you find out that they have a second family or oh. whatever, you just you know what you're like at that point you're like you know what my bad, I'm just gonna leave. I'm not even I'm not even gonna get involved because I'm not trying to lose my life after you know like I'm not. <laughs> anytime you try to expose somebody who's manipulative like that, do you have you not seen Dateline? 
I they mean, don't, come on. They don't love it. They no. really don't. They don't they love don't. the... Fa- so if you find out, oh, they, they actually weren't in the CIA and they don't have 25 degrees. You keep that to yourself. That's right. And he really just should have left him at his mom's house. Yes. And just been like, you know what? No big deal. Sorry about it. Like, the fact that he he brought him back and he was like, well, we can't cancel the party. The party. Right. And, um, well, how's that going to look, right? So, but I'm going to... You know, I I am going to expose you to everybody and your future is going to be completely inaccessible because all these power brokers will know you're a liar. And I was like, wow, that that's not smart. Well, I want to take it on back, though, because I feel like, you know, the first person, I mean, after Duncan the butler to figure it out was Farley. Like, he read it because, like we were saying, you know, he also was relying on um, the Cattens or whatever, you know, for to live that lifestyle that he loved. And he felt, I feel, like Oliver was going to try to take that from him in some way. 100%. He felt threatened by it. And he yeah. was he was looking for him to ruin everything for him and that's exactly what happened and i think once oliver felt that that's what he he was feeling about him he's like okay well it it what one of the most interesting exchanges they had is that um so oliver is caught with the uh, god Balenciaga. balenciaga yep um and he, oh, he's a vampire. Mm-hmm. He's a vampire. He is. Li- honestly, <laughs> I don't know. I, I respect it. I respect I'm okay with it. <laughs> I, that, one, that one didn't bother me as much. Okay. Well, it's probably one of the least things, like, bad things in the whole movie. It was... Anyway, but the thing is, is that Farley... They, if he were cool, he could have just kept that information in his pocket. Because yeah. that, that's what I mean. It's like when people are, like, when people are angling, when they're manipulators, you know, you're wondering, like, what cards they choose to play and what information they hold to themselves because mm-hmm. it'll be important. And, and even Oliver was just like, why did you tell him? Because he knew it wasn't a morality question. Yep. He knew it was a power play. He was like, what were you? He was like, because he was really like, are we not, are we not secretly allies here? You know what They I should mean? have been. They should have been. It, it, that, and that's what's so wild to me because they, but that, well, it didn't work out um, for him <laughs> either. But, um. It he he really underestimated his opponent. That that's the that's the like that that's the the all of them underestimated. Yeah. The what I love is that they the myth is right. So having this, it's the the myth of the Minotaur, which they play up really like quite a bit in the movie. Mm-hmm. And the the myth is is that Oliver is the Minotaur, and so 
that's the thing. He was a born predator, right? Yeah. So he was a he was a product of greed, right? The Minotaur was. Yeah. Um, and he lived in the middle of this maze that he yes. knew like the back of his hand, mm-hmm. and it wasn't he again. He was just born that way, and the and Felix. He was like he was very much Icarus, right? He was the beloved son of Daedalus mm-hmm. who designed the labyrinth. And so and I did feel like Saltburn or the estate that there is this soft place for this golden child who's never known suffering, right? Mm-hmm. The problem is is that when you haven't lived in the trenches, you know, you honestly think that you are invulnerable to danger. Mm-hmm. And you're not looking. You're not looking for predators. You, you, you're, you're so above it all. And that's a problem. That's a real problem. Yes. Uh, and, and so they, they set up that dynamic where it is, especially now that there is this sort of class discomfort starting again. It's like when you have this sort of casual cruelty Mm -hmm. where people have been insulated their whole lives, and there are so many other people that are smarter, that have seen it all, and they don't think you deserve it. And, like, they're coming for you. They're yeah. coming for you. Like, and I get it. Like, and that's, the th- that is, it, they always have been. And it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how difficult you make their entry to access. Like, because they, they will spend their entire lives studying that maze. Just, to, just yes. waiting for a moment of weakness. Mm-hmm. Just waiting for a moment. Well, he didn't have to wait that long. <laughs> no, he did not. He really didn't. And he he was able to suss out what every the weakness, the chink in everybody's armor, mm-hmm. so quickly. Yeah, so quickly. That's kind of like one of the things I noted too is like how, um, like. I don't know if they were, like, just naive or dumb or what it was, but they just showed their underbelly so easily to him and made it so easy for him. It, it, and honestly, it's, it was their own prejudice that made them so vulnerable. Yeah. Because it, how many people have done that, you know, based on whatever factor it is that, you know, they just think that good... They, they really believe that even though they were born on third base, they feel like that somehow if they weren't this... If they weren't the best stewards of this power, they wouldn't have it. Yeah. And that's not true because he didn't earn it. Yeah, exactly. He didn't earn it. And so it, it's such a blind spot. And you, know, you, you see that like in, in sort of political discussions all the time where it's like... You know, I I just never, I never really understood until it happened to me. And people are like, does it really have to happen to you before you empathize? And I'm like, I 
sadly, yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. There, it wasn't, it wasn't until, again, like somebody's, some of these people's very last moments before it even became obvious to them, yep. you know, which is wild to me. I mean, it was very satisfying to me, honestly. Well, I have a question. So, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Um, like, at the beginning, I know I'm kind of jumping all over the place, but, no, like, no, at, no. at the beginning, you know, when um, they start their semester at Oxford, um, you know, like, Oliver kind of comes off as this loser, and this other kind of loser guy, you know, sees him and is, like, you know, trying to attach himself to him and Oliver's like, ugh, fuck no. And um and then he I, I don't remember exactly how he finds Felix. I think maybe Felix had done something or was nice to him or something. And I mean and then he kind of became obsessed with like Oliver became obsessed with Felix. And I'm just like because in a way it, like there's a part where he said that he loves Felix but that he also hated him. And I don't, like, I don't, I don't really know, like, I think he hated him because of how his family was. I don't know. But he definitely had this obsession with him to where he had manipulated the situation of how he could get into the family or how he could get closer to him, you know? And, I mean, I guess I was just kind of curious as to why he pursued this with him. I I thought about this too. So th- that that is the most to me that is the most interesting relationship in the whole film is the outsider because I have a feeling that he's been in the same position that Oliver's been in before where mm. he was somebody's pet and had been to me, it, it's very, like, like a neuro- neurodivergent person who's, like, tried to be a part of it and then was, like, re- the, the when it was too much work, was discarded. Because um, I've been that person in the group where, yeah. like, where I was just too much work and I get that and I was discarded. Mm-hmm. And, I, again, I was like, well, don't do me any fucking favors. <laughs> like... It's like all you have to do is that what he was trying to do was like, you're look, you're one of my kind. Like we, we can be each other's friend. And Oliver was like, I see what you're saying, but like, I've got some pretty big plans. You know what I mean? Like he, he wanted him to be aware that he was being used. And he was like, oh no, 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 no. I'm, I'm actually using these motherfuckers because Mm. like, that that act of kindness or like even when felix like we see it it is very much like sort of like a gone girl scenario where he made felix he gave him the opportunity to be the white knight and the hero yes and he fed his ego so he he had the money all along but like felix was paid was the that tab the for him. end game the whole time though a hundred percent a hundred percent. And because he, I mean, that, like, he was a player. Like, he yeah. was a player. And, um, but you, how have, I've seen that, like, happen in people, like, 
with like really dirty relationships too, where they, they are so the person that they present to the other partner to try to get them to love them is so carefully crafted, Mm. you know, because they, it's not, um, they again, it's covet. they, They covet. They want this person. They want possession of this person. It's not like a free, like, like, you know me for who I am, really am, and I know you. That's the thing. That's Okay, but this also kind of begs the question, has he, he, I mean, obviously, you know, they say that Felix has done this before. Oliver, you know, brought on pets, but has Oliver also done this to other people before that he got so good a hundred percent. Like, you know, how did... I mean, you don't just all of a sudden... And you know, you know how I know... You know how I know it's not his first time? What? When they went to... When Felix went to expose them to his parents. And, like, the mother didn't seem to understand that there was something amiss. But the dad did. Yes. He knew... And, and he, because this is not the first time that Oliver's been a scheming. You know, he just yeah. knew it. I, I could tell, like, the way he was like, honey, don't worry about it. You know what? They don't have to eat the cake. Like, he was, it, 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 he was, like, not trying to push it. And that came across to me that this is not his first time being But it couldn't have been. Diabolical. It couldn't have been. And then yeah. that makes it even more intriguing. Like, how did he get so good? <laughs> because it, when you find out, like, well, I don't want to say talk about it yet, but like when you find out at the end how he got to the point, and it's just crazy because you know you're watching it at the same, almost in the same way, maybe not through the eyes of, but like Felix, like you think that this is you know just some dorky kid who has nothing. You know, he says he's like poor he has no family and um you know he got this scholarship or something to go to this to go to oxford and you know felix had it handed to him and felix somehow feels sorry for him and so he befriends him because he's like you said before like the white knight right and um yeah it's it's just it's crazy to me that um that all of a sudden it's like, oh, you know, I'm aware of how to do this. But, I mean, obviously, yeah, like, he, he had to have done something. But then I'm like, oh, how did he, what did he do before to get so good at this? Because <laughs> he's a well, little too good. I'll tell you, because I have been that family member where I was at Christmas and my uncle would bring home a different girl every year. Mm. And she would even say, you know, I even looked up, like, his... I even looked up his history or I even looked up, you know, uh, tried to see if he'd ever been arrested before. And I was like, and yet you're still here. Okay. (laughs) And I was like, he's got a lengthy record. He has a lengthy record. And (laughs) And I would never call them the right name. Never. Because I honestly, and I wasn't even trying to be bad about it, but I was like, because I I know there's going to be a new Paula Michelle, Kelly, you know, I, there's always, you know, it's... Yeah, and, every and year's I was a different like, person. And I'm like, and I'm not trying to give up the ghost, but I'm just saying, like, so you know, 
you know. And if she had asked me a question, I, I would have told her. But I was like, I, I, I don't, if, if you knew how long his record was and you let you him still move went. In, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and you <laughs> let him move into your house, I don't know what to tell you. Like, and so I think, yeah, it's never their first time. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the thing of it is, like, with my uncle, he, there, he, the first, he got his first girl pregnant at 15. Like, I mean, this was, they don't just come out of nowhere. Yeah. So it, it, it's like, uh, I, yeah, I don't, I think. Do you his... think that maybe his parents didn't care? Okay. So let me just say he, okay. So like Oliver says that he has no family or anything, but then Felix finds out that that is actually a falsehood and says that, hey, I found your mom. I found your dad. This is interesting. And then he, for whatever fucking reason, Felix thinks this is a good idea let's go see your fucking parents like stupid why would you do this so he goes and takes them there and i mean his family seems they're not rich but they seem like they're doing pretty good and you know so then i'm like well shit if he like took over this family like is that maybe why his parents are doing okay and why they're like you know hmm maybe we'll just keep quiet about it I, I don't think so. I think I don't okay. think his mother. I, uh, to me, I don't think his mother understands like what she has. I think she's. Um, to me, she seemed really shocked. Mm. But I think that I think the father knows that. Yeah, I think he knows he's a little menace. Okay. I do, and I think he just did not want to get involved. Like he knew something was amiss, and he didn't. He didn't want to get in the way. And I think he also knows he's dangerous. Mm. I really believe that, and I think that him, that he has tried to protect the family from him before. Isn't that often the mother's way, though? Um, is, you know, she, maybe she does know that her child is this monster, but she doesn't want to believe it. A hundred percent. I mean, like, look, denial ain't just, it's not just a river in Egypt, as you know, mm-hmm. like, um... But it really was a turning point. Like I said, like the it had Felix at the point that he figured it out. Yeah. Had he if had he not delighted in embarrassing him, then And he did. And he yeah. did. And then he wanted and then he wanted nothing to do with him after that. Yeah. And he was gonna he was gonna ruin his reputation. And yes. so his ability yeah, his ability to network because the way that like especially in the UK, it they're the power brokers. It's a small group of people. It's not like mm-hmm. you can go. It's not like you know in the US or whatever. Like if you've like ruined your reputation, like maybe you can go to um, LA or another you know or Miami, and you won't. Maybe you won't have the same group of power brokers. You know you can sort of. But it, that's just not the way it is here. Like, there's there's only one, you know, there's only one group of power brokers there. And if your reputation is ruined, like, that's it. It doesn't matter that you went to Oxford. Like, you're not yeah. trustworthy. Yeah, yeah, like, exactly. Like, the, like, his whole future would have been destroyed by this. Yeah. And, and that's why he had to, like, take him out one by one. A hundred percent. And... Like, and there was, like, I would love to pretend that, um, there wasn't a part of us that wasn't rooting for him to do it and get away oh, with it. Of course. 
that what like that you know that's why there was like like a not that we believe that he was right but like at no point i think like as the observer as the audience it it, it was like they were on trial for the first half of that movie and it's like mm-hmm. yeah yeah do you it's kind of like did do you think that they deserve what they've got like i mean do you feel sorry for these people or this family when it falls apart and you it's like the mask of the red death or any of those oh, like yeah. those those tales where it's like you know do you when the plague finally creeps in do you do you really mourn for the loss of this family or are you like no i mean it, you, you pretty you much not, deserved it <laughs> you were not good stewards you were not good right. stewards of this of this position mm-hmm. you know like you were there was again you were not overtly cruel but at the same time like there wasn't any reason that they that Pamela should have been in a pos- like she she was put in danger and ultimately killed like when she didn't have the protection of her family mm-hmm. and the the only reason they left her to die is because they were bored yes they were bored of it yeah and, and i think it that's kind of like where why it feels like so of the moment now cuz we're in this sort of gilded age now where it's like you know we're fighting over resources and i'm like well do the people that even have these resources do they really deserve it are they good stewards no like you know when there's like life and death decisions to be made do you trust them to make it like are they thinking of other people or you know obviously not so it's like you know well, another know. reason why, like, I was kind of questioning, like, Oliver's feelings for Felix is, and I hate to bring it up because all anybody will fucking talk about is the bathtub scene where, you know, he he feels that, like, I don't know, like, obsession with him? Like, right. why does he do that? Why does he... He has to have some kind of feelings for him, I feel like, to go into the bathtub and drink his his cum water. Well, to me, it because it's never... He doesn't even know Felix. Right. That, that's what it is to me. It's not about Felix. Okay. To me, it is what he represents you know to be so to be born into this privilege and to be so beautiful and radiant because suffering want that fear has never touched you you glow Mm -hmm. so bright yeah i feel like that is what he covets it's not actually felix it's not anything that he does because even when they're like in the field, they're reading Harry Potter. Yes. They have, they have books that are some of the most valuable books in the whole world, and they're yes. sitting there reading Harry Potter. <laughs> I know. I thought that was hilarious. But it kind of just shows, like, also how normal they are. And, like, I, when we talk about, um, 
our playlist. Um, the because they they mentioned the song what I love Rosamund Pike says I'm not from that pulp song I'm not even from Greece where it talks about oh know, yeah yeah and um where it talks that's it, it, an amazing it's an amazing song but it talks about class where you know these people they take essentially these field trips where they pretend to be poor you know and that's yeah. where. And because they think it's cool, it's just a costume to them. But they don't know what it's like to, you know, uh, to live a life with no meaning or control, and there's nowhere else to go. And you know, it's like you can call your dad, and he'll get you out of here. Mm-hmm. And and that that's what that is what Oliver is in love with. That feeling that you are just this gold, this beautiful golden boy. You know, this Icarus that flies too close to the sun because he doesn't even understand risk. You know? And then like when he, I feel like maybe he. So I mean, I don't care if I spoil anything, but like you know, I feel like once he does end up killing Felix, um. I feel like he's almost mad at him for making him do it because, you know, because I think even worse than the bat or not worse, but odd than the bathtub scene is the scene where he's fucking his grave dirt. Right. I, but, you know, I, but to me, again, to me, that just symbolizes that it was never about him. Like, mm-hmm. it was never about, like, Felix. Like, it was what he represented. Because it, he never, he actually never made a move on Felix. No. Never. And it, and, I, and not to say that it wouldn't have worked. I'm not even saying that, you know, because he was straight in the movie or, like, he, because I don't even think that Oliver was gay or straight either. I think exactly. that it, it was just a tool. Yes. And it, it 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 was again it was like it in the same way like we're talking about Buffalo Bill. It's like he didn't he the way that he didn't love women, he wanted to be a woman. Yes. Right? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um he didn't love Felix, he wanted to be Felix. Yeah. You know? And he he wanted to possess Felix, you know, and that I think that like when they talk about that, that almost cannibalization of a person, you know, where mm-hmm. you, you you want them so desperately all to your own, you know, it's like it, it doesn't even have anything to do with them at a certain point, you know, that's how I felt about it. Yeah, no, that's like, that's kind of everything I was questioning, you know, like the whys and I didn't. I'm kind of dumb and I didn't really get it, but that makes so much sense of like, even that reference to Buffalo Bill, like, you know, he had this obsession with wanting to be that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't, it was never personal that, that, you know, it's like, look, it's not personal. It's just drag. (laughs) it's never, it's never personal. It's just drag. And I, yes, I do think, I do think that, he he just loved the way he operated in the world, you know? Yeah, like, yeah. To me, it was kind of like, um, well, to bring it back to David Bowie, but, like, the way that, like, Bowie looked at Mark Boland, you know, like, mm. 
just Lady Stardust, like just this, yeah. you know, the way that he moved through the world like a star, like it, it just opened up his eyes to a way of being that was, that he just was never free. Like he was, Oliver himself was so self-conscious. Yes. You know, and, and was always like just hyper vigilant, taking it in everything and the way, the absolute ease and grace he had in the world to be so above it all, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think that is, like, what he coveted. And But it wasn't, again, if he didn't feel the need to embarrass him and expose him, if he could mm-hmm. have just said, if he could have seen the humanity in Oliver and be like, oh, I... Like, I just wanted to be close to you and access to you. Be like, okay, well, first of all, you need to go to therapy. <laughs> but, like, if he had just left it there, he'd be like, oh, I, I, you know, I, I, I get that. He didn't have to, like, continue a relationship or continue yeah. access. But, like, again, it was that same cruelty to be, like, so easily discarded. Yeah. You know, the same way they would happily throw out. It didn't even matter. They were happily throwing out. I God, I keep forgetting his name. You know, the... Farley? Farley. Farley. All these names. Balenciaga, Farley. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was like... It, it, even though he was raised with these people, he was so easily discarded by them. Mm-hmm. You know? Like, uh, like Pamela. Oh, 100%. Pamela. Like, her name even... <laughs> She's the only one without a bougie, interesting name. It's so sad. Like, she just never had a chance. And I, like, I, and I've met Pamela's before, and I I totally get it because, and Balenciaga had the same problem where she, she needed to feel loved so desperately. And so she was just like, how far do I have to fall before somebody reaches a handout and, Mm -hmm. like, try, really notices me and try, and I'm like, darling, forever. That's yeah. what I'm saying. That's never going to happen. It doesn't matter the, the amount of damage. They, they can see you starving, bleeding, desperate, and that it's never coming. And, but that, again, that, and I do think she was the closest. Again, she was probably the closest to seeing Oliver, her and Farley, for seeing who he really was. And they still... It did save them, you know, mm-hmm. like it, and, um, yeah, it works out where Oliver, through a series of unfortunate events, does come to possess Saltburn, but I think it's worth watching how he finesses, because <laughs> talk about the long con. It's amazing, but it wasn't even that long, but yes, the long, the short long con. Well, Absolutely. because he didn't... I, well, I guess I it was all like, summer. No, because when he met with the mom, that was years later. Oh, you're that right. was years later. You're it was like right. present day. Oh my God, so I he, forgot about that. So he waited like 15 years. Yes. Oh my and God, we, you're right. And she's like, oh my gosh, you're all you're a, you're a grown man now. Yeah. <gasps> right. And, and just, yeah, and, but again, he was scheming. The whole time he was scheming. You know, and so she must have thought he was absolutely no threat because she didn't hear from him. She never saw him, you know. Yeah. Um, did, obviously didn't suspect him. 
at all. But um, my mo- my favorite part. Our playlist. Right now. Our playlist, girl. I've been waiting. <laughs> I've been waiting to see what you were going to put on here. Okay. So me first? Oh, Either way. Whatever oh, you wait. prefer. You go first. Okay, I'll go first. Okay. I feel I don't think that your mine is going to be as fun, but no, that's not true. Okay, so I am putting a pulp song on there, but I'm putting misshapes. Okay. Because uh, like, what's the point in being rich if you can't think what to do with it? Because you're so bloody thick. Hello. Uh, like Pharrell. And uh, I am also putting. Um, Oh, fucking um, Lily Allen, The Fear. <gasps> yeah. Um, and I also wanted to put uh, LaRue Bulletproof on there. I almost put that on there, too. Yeah, just yes. because it's, it, it, to me, that screams, like, I can't even think of, like, two, 2006, 2007 without thinking about her. Well, I, it, actually, I don't know when that song was released, but, like, 2006. Oh, was it? Okay. Yes. Good, good, good. Yeah. So, yeah, I just stopped for the vibe. I'm staying with that vibe. And, like, runner-up, like, block party banquet, maybe. But, yeah, you know. But that's me. That's, that's what. I love I also, that. when I think about Murder on the Dance Floor, it also made me think of, like, um, Elvis Costello's Watching the Detectives. Okay. You know, where she's, like, she's filing the nail while they're, filing her nails while they're dragging the lake. Yeah. And it has, like, that very, you know. I love like, that song. Yeah. I love that. I love that idea where it's, like, sure, you know, like, the whole premise of the song where it's, like, granted, there was somebody straight up killed on the dance floor, but the <laughs> song hits so hard, surely you understand. Like, I love that. <laughs> but I've got things to do. <laughs> Um, but anyway, yeah, that's Love. me. So what is yours? Love. Okay. Um, so the first song I picked was Rich by the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs. Yeah. Perfect. Perfect. And, um, well, I, no, it came out way before that, but still, that's okay. Yeah, um, it's the same. It's fine. Yeah. And then the second song I picked was Why Can't I Be You by The Cure. Amazing. Hello. Amazing. You said it. You said it. Somehow I knew it. Um, okay. And I feel like I'm so sorry, but like it was such a last minute thing for me to choose this song, but it was like the song lyrics went with the, with the story so well. And I know it's like, okay, whatever, but it's bathwater by no doubt. I thought about that too. Okay. Okay. I I swear to God I did. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't it perfect? Yeah. Oh my God. Okay. So that was my third choice. Uh, yeah, no, that's a good one. And it's it's it, and it's time the it, the time period appropriate. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I it, I think I I swear to God I thought of it too. I'm glad you did. Okay, that was I knew it was I knew I was gonna love it. I'm gonna like I'm gonna listen the shit out of this list when you put it together. It's pretty <laughs> I, good. I, I think. love it. I love it. So okay, well anyway we um. And guys, if if um, we are like I, we didn't even get to it, but it, it, if you were scandalized by this movie in a way in which you were like, you know what, I I, I like being scandalized. Well, that's all we watch. Yes, that's all we watch. It's our favorite. Like, 
it's our favorite like my favorite kind of movie is psychosexual hellscapes i want to be shocked and appalled but i'm not i love it i it is it is difficult for me to be you know gobsmacked anymore where i'm like oh well that's that's shocking this movie wasn't shocking to me but i loved everything in it no, I did too. I feel like if I feel like it's like a little baby, it's like a little baby shocking. Yes. It's like my, my like my, like like toddler's first shock, for toddler's <laughs> first electric shock. I, and I mean, I'm saying like, girl, just watch the piano teacher, and then we'll talk. Yeah. You know what I mean, yep. <laughs> like, listen, girl, you know, um, woo. But if you want more, that's all we do here. That's all we do. Mostly. Mostly. Or, yeah, you know, but, like, I just... Anytime there's, like, something, like, really horrible. But, yeah, and then we, like, we just love a good old cult classic. Yeah. And bad wigs. (laughs) Always. Always. Um, But, yeah. So check out our other episodes. Check out our other episodes. If you love us, you will follow us on Instagram at Your Weird Ants. You will Mm -hmm. follow us on Facebook at Your Weird Ants. You will follow our Spotify playlist um, at Your Weird Ants on Spotify. Because, listen, um, I really dig for the good songs on these playlists and y'all yeah no for real y'all the the spotify playlists are out of control like honestly it's like it's worth it and that's the thing we it we just like your weird ads in real life there is no rhyme or reason we'll take six months off and we'll come back i don't it, it there we we love you we're always there but we're not yeah physically present very often it's just a little gift we just show up and it's a little gift with a gift with a gift a hundred percent yeah we're givers we're lovers Mm -hmm. but don't Uh, rely on us yeah don't rely on us absolutely not i mean like we'll like you know you know call us up if something turns bad like if you're escaping a relationship or like you know you've summoned a demon that like we'll help we'll figure something out absolutely but anyway, all right, girl. Well, it's so good to see you. It's so good to see you too. And you know, maybe we'll do this again in another eight months. I don't see why not. Yeah, I mean, we can. I mean, we may get, we may go on a tear and meet, and in, in next week, we never know. I mean, probably not, but maybe. No, no, the chances are very slim. But yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. Okay. okay. Well, with that, I am your mm-hmm. auntie Ruth. I'm your auntie Gina. And we are we, your, your weird, weird aunts. aunts.